Brain Candy Podcast, episode 778. Here we are. Honestly, not feeling so great. She is not feeling great today. I got a tummy bug. But you know what? She came anyway, because you know why? She's a professional. I'm a, I am a professional. The The show must go on, as they say. <laughs> so I terrible. Am, I am here. It's funny because I think what I'm experiencing and what even this show is, is a little bit of a, a example of something that I'm going to talk about coming up. Coming up. The difference between enjoyment and pleasure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Look forward to that. So although I, this is not a pleasurable experience, it is an enjoyable one. <laughs> okay. I hear you. Yes. Interesting. But besides my tummy troubles, things are, things are good over here. How are things in your neck of the woods? Things are good. Good. Um, yeah, just, I guess this is a lesson again on like, don't be optimistic about the new year because Sarah's got a stomach bug. Yeah, it you is. You know, we never learn, yeah. but we got to have lower standards. And it feels like as somebody who was in Mexico for so long and, and managed to go throughout with very little to no tummy troubles, mm. as soon as I get home, I get that. Payback. And it won't go away. What the hell? Your body doesn't know what to do when you're not on it, vacation it, now. <laughs> maybe that's it. Oh my god! I also that's... for a lot. I was like, this is my punishment. I went on too many vacations. I had mm-hmm. too much fun. That'll this teach you. That's that's what'll teach. Stay this, in your you know bunker. What? New year. I'm just staying home. Just doing a lot of stretching. <laughs> I'm doing great on that, by the way. And even mm-hmm. just thinking about uh, that and and setting it and saying it out loud this is the year of stretching and i keep saying that like oh you're stretching it it makes it so it i don't know encourages me to get up and do it and even eli will be like you're stretching you're stretching we'll just like do it more frequently because now we even have something to say to you're creating a habit yeah i guess yeah. so mm-hmm. that is what's happening so that's great you know shout out to year of stretching yes um Okay, should we dive right in? I've got yeah, some fun stuff it. to talk about. Okay. And I think we should start exactly where, where I was talking about before. Yeah, what is uh, the scoop on this? Yeah, so I read a really cool article in The Atlantic that was discussing how, how sometimes the word, sometimes we use the words pleasure and enjoyment like interchangeably. But how if we really break that down and if we really look at what the definition of each is, mm-hmm. they are very different. Mm-hmm. And how in order to have a fulfilling life where we don't just feel like we're in on that hedonic treadmill where yeah. we're seeking like pleasure and then we get it and then we just wind up back with disappointment and like yeah. you know, you're just like stuck in that – on that – yeah cycle that when we seek things that are enjoyable that is where i don't know the real like zest of life and and all the good stuff is it sort of like fulfillment and meaning are in yeah sort of think Mm -hmm. about pleasure as something that happens to you and enjoyment as something that you create through your own efforts Mm. for example we could both eat a slice of pizza and mm. agree that it's pleasurable mm-hmm. in eating it. And then afterwards you're full. So you are 
satisfied and therefore it's no longer pleasurable anymore because that feeling of hunger is, is now gone. Mm-hmm. But you could just eat it and, and enjoy the pleasure of it and then be done. Or oh. you can enjoy it while you're eating. Enjoyment usually comes with a memory of the event. It right. comes with uh, uh, like an understanding of what's going on, like mindfulness in a way. Yeah. So pleasure would be more fleeting and temporal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like pleasure is the lightheadedness you get from a bit of alcohol. Enjoyment mm-hmm. is the satisfaction of a good glass of wine properly understood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like savoring. Right. Yeah. There's greater depth. Greater depth with it. It feels um, like, yeah, greater depth and, and it's more sustainable. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it lasts longer. Pleasure, like you said, it's very fleeting. It's very yeah. quick. It's here and then it's gone. And this also explains having to do things that are not enjoyable yeah. so much in the moment. Yes. Like the one that's so easy to think about is, is exercise Absolutely. and working out. Meditating. Right? Yeah, everything. This is what, this is exactly what we talk about so often on here. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's a how, shame that it can't like you can't train yourself to get there with it all and then be done. Like it's a very like they always say right. it's life is so daily. Yeah, I'm like not this again. <laughs> it is this again. It's always yeah. this again. It's and, always and that is because the pleasure is it. It's a totally. It's got to be a totally different area of your brain too. I mean, not totally different, but mm-hmm. I think I would imagine that there are other things involved. Mm-hmm. The article did not go into depth on this, but I wish it did. Talking about when something is just pleasurable, like you know, eating a piece of chocolate, and you mm-hmm. don't, and you're not practicing the mindfulness of thinking about what it feels like and having like a full sensory experience. Maybe it's just the dopamine that you're getting from it, but not, I don't know, some other, yeah, stuff. Right. But it's real tempting if you're ravenous to go, just go for it. Because it's fast. It's like the instant Mm -hmm. McDonald's hamburger. I'm glad you're including recording with me under your enjoyment category. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because I'm like, although sitting here, not so pleasurable at the moment, because I'm fighting this bug inside my tummy. But also, can adults without children say tummy? Because I've noticed I've said that. And then the other day at the airport, I pointed to to the bathroom and I was like, do we have to go potty first? And I was like, Whoa, Oh no, that's pushing Whoa, it. Oh, Sarah. Whoa. Where did that come from? I honestly don't fucking know. I was like, Whoa, that was a mistake. Didn't mean to do that. I must have seen a child in my peripheral vision or something that, <laughs> that made my brain go there. Right, right. I felt very embarrassed for myself in the moment. <laughs> Those yeah. words are so funny. Yeah. The Just the way we talk tummy. to kids is so silly. Yeah. And I, I did it too. Bo too. And then anytime you walk somebody else's dog, this is a total change of subject, but anytime you walk somebody else's dog or like you go for a walk with somebody with a dog, everybody has their unique thing that they say. To the oh, dog to, to get make them, them to go, go to the bathroom. Yes. What do you say? What was your signature move? Oh. Okay, go potty, go potty. Let's go potty. And like, what are some of the other ones? Uh, 
Eli's mom with her their dog, their family's dog says, "Okay, go make." Go, Let's go, go make. make. I have go make. always been fascinated by that phrase. Yeah, like because you're not saying the disgusting that? part. Yeah, what? Oh, is that? Do you think that where it came from? Yeah, because you're not finishing the sentence. Yeah, but what would the end of that sentence be? Poo poo. Go make poop. <laughs> go make a BM. Go make a go make a bowel movement. Go make a go to the bathroom. Go yeah, so what if like I that. Got a do- or, dog, and that's what I said. What like, is- go move your bowels. Dimitri Martin, like, you know, the comedian Dimitri Martin has a whole bit that he does about what if we lengthen words that shouldn't be lengthened? Like, he said, what if okay was really short for okie dokie? And instead of saying okay, you'd be like, okie dokie, okie dokie. And how that, (laughs) like, a a doctor performing surgery would be like, okie dokie, okie dokie, time to operate, time to come (laughs) up. Like, in certain situations, it would be very funny. Yes. Maybe we should do that just for fun, just for some novelty, just for for some enjoyment. Yeah, for some long term, not fleeting enjoyment. Yes. Um, okay, back to that topic to just give you a little bit more uh, uh, information on it, what the book said or what this article said. Uh, the article had a quote from the book Flow, The Psychology of the Optimal Experience, which was such a good book. We've talked about it on here before. Yeah. It said that enjoyment gives you a sense of effort, forward movement, yeah. and accomplishment. And that, it, we've talked about this on the podcast, yeah. that anything that you get, anything that, like if you, I've asked clients this before when, when like, what's the point of hard work kind of thing. And I'll ask them like, what's the thing that you are most proud of yourself for? What's, what's your, what, what do you, what's your favorite moment? None of them were things that didn't come without hard work mm-hmm. and effort. Right. No one has ever said something where it was like, why well, I, I I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, like winning the lottery can bring you a lot of pleasure, but you would argue maybe less enjoyment. Yes. That you'd have to put effort into turning the pleasurable moment of winning the lottery into something that brought you enjoyment. Yeah. That what you did, making a lot of money doesn't necessarily bring enjoyment. It's what you do and the effort that you put forth and the knowledge of how to use it to create mm-hmm. enjoyment. I don't know, man, though. A lot of people that inherit money seem to be enjoying the hell out of it. This is true. But <laughs> I would, okay. But what? I would also argue that the, the baseline, like they're like high highs, low lows. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I have had a, a little bit of a peek into a little teeny tiny bit of that world with what my ex-husband did for work and being in like the high-end wine industry mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing people were not happier mm. with a bunch of money. The set, the levels of the things that they, and the disappointments were the same, mm-hmm. you know, Human it almost condition. was like easier to be disappointed because the expectation was so high. No money, no problems. Exactly. I, well, I that expectations are a scourge. They are I mean a huge problem. And that's why everyone's freaking miserable all the time. 
because they expect life to be like it is on Instagram. That is exactly, this article also talks about the problem of sharing these moments and what happens when you, I don't know, like try to advertise the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. If you try to advertise the enjoyment, the enjoyment like actually goes down. Yes. Yes. I'll tell it, you it what was, I... It was like an, a, a reduction of like 11%. Man, that's yeah. good to know actually. Yeah. Yeah. What I get pleasure from and enjoyment is mosh bars. 100%. So good. I love... Here's... Let me tell you. I love <laughs> mosh bars, but I do not like when Eli dives into them mm-hmm. whenever he dives into a product that is one of our sponsors and I don't yeah. have my camera out. And then he goes, Oh my God, this is delicious. And I'm like, God damn it. I ask for one thing. Just yeah. I very little in life. Very, I'm not a needy girlfriend, but what I do <laughs> need is for you to say, Hey, I'm about to try this thing. Maybe you should take your phone out because yeah. I might have a great reaction. Push and now record, I just have, right. So have you seen the IRL reaction? You would see him, <laughs> the look of shock and amaze. Right. Instead, you have to take my word for it. No, don't take my word for it. Try it yourself. Get the variety pack. I'm pretty the psyched. The lemon it's one. So... <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like a lemon bar. You know those dessert things? It's candy. Like my... Yeah. So good. <sighs> I'm just glad all these people are embracing this like stuff that's great for your brain. Yeah. Like ashwagandha, lion's mane, all those things that yeah. they help with cognition and encourage, you know, brain health. And they are sweeping the nation. And I'm psyched about it because this noggin needs all the help it can get. And I love that it's, as you know, from the Schwarzenegger family and Maria yes. Shriver and um, how her family inspired them to have the mission of brain health and wellness. So they donate proceeds to the Women's Alzheimer Movement of Cleveland Clinic. What's not to love about that? Yes. They're tasty as heck. Don't settle for mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash brain candy to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. It includes all six mouthwatering flavors, M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E.com slash brain candy. Yes. Uh, yes. So what we were talking about with the uh, presenting the, I don't know, perfect life or whatever, the article called it enjoyment theater. How people are like, oh, look at my enjoyment. Like when you turn it into enjoyment theater, it takes away the happiness that it is supposed to deliver. And I was a little bit off. Mm-hmm. The the study that was done by uh, the Journal of Consumer Research uh, at the – or it was a study in the Journal of Consumer Research by the students at the University of Pennsylvania that chronicled their holiday experience with photos. And then they voluntarily shared their photos on social media. And those who did experienced 8% less happiness – than those who kept their photos for their own memories. And the researchers said that this happens because sharing the photos online creates this pressure to present oneself in a positive light, which is bad for happiness. Okay. So like the, 
the anxiety or whatever that you get from thinking like, is this picture good enough? Yes. Or does this look cute enough? Will because people what, like it? what it's almost like now that I even hear you say that it then takes the enjoyment out of something that you are engaging in and actively participating in to then what do other people think about what I'm mm-hmm. doing? And we may have very different, the huh, Anybody who's heard this episode, any podcast episode before knows that Susie and I have very different ideas of enjoyable activities Hmm. and the things that, and my posting of pictures in the POW would bring me like enjoyment. But if I thought, oh no, is Susie going to think that this is I wish you did think that. I wish you did. I did cross your mind ever. (laughs) I would post less. Exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. So they also said that that enjoyment can be ruined by a worldview that's excessively practical when we feel like time shouldn't be wasted. So we have this idea of le- like almost like uh, uh, condemning leisure time, you know, mm. like feel looking at it as time wasted when really Ugh. the things that bring us the most enjoyment are usually the things that are those leisurely activities where they are, there's no point. There's no, well, with the exception of this podcast, because enjoyable and beneficial. So yeah, Yeah. but like we get the, we often label those things as like not productive because it's like not a good use of time when we imagine how other people would, I don't know, Hmm. critique those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. I've heard enough out of them. I know. So you you say you get a sitter's high, which is like, according to this article, a real thing. <laughs> That's so funny. Right? It's like your leisure I mean, activity that brings you enjoyment. And, I uh, swear to you, there is not a night that goes by where I lay my head on my pillow and I don't think, oh, I love this bet. Like I, I oh, get right? so happy and I'm like, I, I always thank God every night for my bed because- I'm like, I am so lucky that I get to do this every day. That's, that's a beautiful practice of gratitude. It just happens. It's not like I'm trying to do it. I'm just always like, like, oh, this is great. This is so great. (laughs) Real. I did feel that crawling into my sleep sack where I'm like, oh man, why didn't I take this on? I should have this at all times. I should live in this. We're so lucky that we get to sleep. It's the best. (laughs) <laughs> the older I get, the more I want to do it. And then when it's taken away from me, I'm like, ah, raging. Yeah, you and me both. Yes. So I guess some people like could consider sleep a wasteful activity, but... Yeah. This is all very much in the capitalistic worldview. Yeah. The- this article also said that people who consider activities such as hanging out with friends wasteful enjoy activities 12% less than those who consider them to be productive. So that's huge. If you're a bah humbug Scrooge McDuck, who's like, "Ah, you should be working and hanging out with friends is, is a waste of time. Then guess what? For you, it fucking is. Yeah. Dummy. But if you're somebody who's like, no, this is good. We don't want to hang out with you anyway. Right. Weirdo. Go work. Exactly. Go work. Yeah, it is like Scrooge. It is. It's like yeah. you got to have that balance of enjoyment because like then what's it all for, you know? Yeah. Ding dong. Come on. Right. Let's have a laugh. Calm down. Yeah. So basically enjoy. There's a book um, 
that was written by a German philosopher called Leisure, the basic of cult, the basis of culture. And he writes that leisure is only possible when a man is at one with himself. So we have to be at one with ourself in order to be able to enjoy leisurely activities. And so maybe that's like where you start. All right. I like that. Thank you for this advice. Yeah. Yeah. I once uh, had a therapist tell me when I was like sad about being alone, she was like, what if you didn't think of it as being alone and you thought about it as being with yourself? And it's like, well, you wouldn't say I'm sad about being with myself. Well, then have better. You, you should enjoy hanging out with you. If you don't like hanging out with you, how the heck is anybody else going to? I won't so. reveal the identity of who said this and to yeah. whom, but there was a therapist who called masturbation solitary sex. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like that. Yeah. Is that what they tell you people to call it? Cause that's ridiculous. No, I wouldn't call it that. And I never call that. it solo pleasure or something. <laughs> Even but, that, why are we euphemizing things? Like it's masturbation. Just say yeah. that. It's just, Oh, like instead of saying the word masturbation, they're like, Oh, engaging in like, Solitary sex. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Just say masturbate. What are we doing here? That? What are we doing? I know. I feel like people are going to push back on on my. But it's not. Here. It's a. It is. A, it isn't solitary sex. That is it. That's an oxymoron. Why? Because you have to have more than one person. Right. Oh, you mean like sex in and of itself is a two-person thing. Like saying, yes. oh, I see. I see, I see, I see. This is a jumbo shrimp situation where sex is two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least. At a least. A minimum of two uh, people. George Michaels would say. If there's only one, it's called something else. And it's that called works. masturbation. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I see. Yeah, You're right. I, I, I don't yes. even think it's my opinion. I think I'm just saying words mean things. Yes. I I I think... That this is a very good point. And uh, this, I feel like we're going to get people who push back on that and say like solo sex is a fine word. So I, I maybe maybe we'll have people who push back and say it's fine if you call masturbation solo sex. Well, maybe <laughs> sometimes you have been engaging in some solitary sex. And maybe whether you're doing that or regular sex or it's any solitary. kind of activity, activity, you need to stay hydrated. Gotta and stay luckily, hydrated. we have liquid IV to do that. Yes, we do. It's new year, new you, same you, who knows? But you could be a hydrated you. Yes. Come on. I know everybody in my family is because they all got them in their stockings. Yeah. It's such a great thing to have on hand in your purse or in your car or after the gym. And you can get all that hydration with a little bit of powder in your water, one stick, Three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. No artificial sweeteners. Zero Amazing. sugar in those uh, those ones. I love those. Eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Non-GMO and free 
from gluten, dairy, and soy. Revive yourself for the new year. Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code CANDY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today and use promo code CANDY at liquidiv.com. I also think we're going to have people who push back on this, but it's another article that I read in the Atlantic or, or a reader. It was like reader views. And I thought it was really interesting, this debate. And, and I don't know which side I pick yet, but I think there are things, pros and cons. The argument or the, the, the question that was, was posed is please tell me your views on gender divided social spaces. Hmm. What do you think? How do you feel about gender divided social spaces? I'm fine with it. I am too. Oh, okay. I I thought we were going to have a fight maybe. I see. No, not like I, and, and I thought the Atlantic did such a good job of, uh, and, and let me be specific. These are, this is the author who, who asked for thoughts on all male and all female social spaces. So specific of, those genders and uh then you know had replies from people across the board where people it some people said that for religious reasons that it felt really good to have those separated because of how different genders were viewed in religion and there was some in certain religions and there was some safe space when there could be segregated spaces like gender segregated spaces um then there were people who said there was a man who wrote about being on an all men's volunteer like committee, like they do like nonprofit volunteer stuff that they do. And he said that he is often aware of how men and himself included use their power and their privilege in co-ed spaces. And he recognizes the ways that he's held himself back to like allow a female voice to be heard, but he doesn't have to do that in the all male spaces. Mm. And then a woman from who went to an all female college said that her idea of gender was, is so different than a lot of her uh, female friends who went to co-ed schools because there were smaller boxes for women to fit into in the co-ed schools where like the idea of like what a, a, a woman should be or what a girl on campus should be was like not very, there wasn't a big range. There wasn't a, a it's just like, I don't know, more like the cheerleader type or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how at her all girls school, you had girls who were the jock, girls who were shy, girls who were outgoing, girls who like, it was everything. How you had like very butch, very femme, very like it, it was, you saw a wider range of like different types of women across the spectrum where women didn't feel like they had to fit into this one box. And I thought that Are was some people argument. lobbying t- for these to be lessened or, or eradicated. Yeah, I think that that some there's that some people say, you know, it that this is you know, I think a big one is like boy scouts and girl scouts where like we should allow it to be co-ed 
or there should be. Well, I guess those are two different questions though. You know, like remember when um, they started letting women into the Citadel, for example, like the all, formerly all male yeah. uh, military academy and oh. um, people get real worked up and I don't know, like it's one thing to legally exclude right, right. people. That it's is a very, that's to, a very fair point to put on. Yeah. Like yeah. Boy Scout, I mean, sure. If, if a girl wants to be in the Boy Scouts or whatever, I don't think that's a problem, but I think what I'm arguing is there can be value in being in a group that's homogenous sometimes. If you, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, Especially I, if you're um, underrepresented or like a marginalized group. Yeah. It can be yeah. really helpful to be alone with those other people. It's like a yeah. shared safe space or whatever. Totally. And uh, I think even baby showers are the exception. No thanks. <laughs> Go ahead. That's where you're like, nope, that's where I draw that's the where line. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. That should be illegal. And sometimes things that just are like implied gendered spaces but not officially announced as this is all female or all male or whatever. What would be an example of that? Our book club. Oh yeah. Because what, and, and what ends up happening are the males who are in are super awesome. And all the ones who you'd you'd want to be in that space anyway, who are Mm -hmm. like, sure, we'll allow it, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I read this and I, I, as I was reading the article and reading all of the different responses, I just thought it was so interesting, like interesting to hear how those spaces, having them or not having them affected different people in different gender identities and how it is kind of this thing we go back and forth on. And I, I, I can see maybe... I don't know, this kind of seems like a, a Gen Z kind of thing of like, there are no genders and let's get rid of them. But I really value the times where it is all women. Yeah, that's why whenever I go into a uh, unisex bathroom, I do not, I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't want to be with those weirdos in there. No, I'm good. Privacy, please. Yeah. But I, you know, I got to accept it, I think, because things, these times are a change in. But I, it does frighten me if I see a group of white straight men by them, like only that, like bad things happen. They start raping each other and terrifying, like bad crimes happen. Yeah. Felonies happen when there are no women or minorities around. That is totally true. Yeah. Like prison power corrupts football teams or like fraternities. Yeah. Like, Maybe you guys need a chaperone. Yeah. That's a really interesting point that they did Just not else. mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because you're talking about marginalized communities. And yes, how it can be I so, am. Yes, restorative and, yes. and helpful. Well, guess what? When we leave those animals alone. Yeah. There were also women who were <laughs> saying that, you know, it went both ways, like uh, with the religion argument of like one woman said that the 
religious spaces for men were so beautiful and grand and they, and the women got thrown into this little tiny rec room in the back. <laughs> it's so like, true. It's like a broom closet. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. Get, they get the fancy spaces. So. For sure. Yeah. It isn't even separate, but equal. Right. That's exactly what she said. She was like, so separate, but equal is not a real thing. It's no. not. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So enjoy that. It's in the Atlantic. It's, uh, titled reader views on gender divided social spaces by Connor Friedersdorf. Uh, yeah. Friedersdorf. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. I know his work on the Atlantic. Yeah. He's an interesting fellow. Yeah. It feels kind of like this was like a pull the grenade and drop the pin. That's like his specialty. And drop the grenade. And then yeah, that's what he does. slowly. Yeah. That's what it felt like. So I'm like, Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. He's conservative. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can. Uh, okay. Well, I thought it was a balanced view for somebody who is conservative then. Okay. Um, um well, okay. One thing we can all agree on, conservative and liberal, men, women, yeah. is you want to smell good. And now we all do, thanks to Lumi deodorant. Dun, 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 dun. Lumi! Uh, sponsoring all of my outdoor adventures <laughs> and indoor right. adventures during this holiday season. And let's face it, we all stink. And some people stink from all different areas of their body. And the all beauty areas. of Lumi... Oh you can put it anywhere. I know you listeners have children, have little boys. Mm-hmm. I know what their feet smell like. There's that so weird bad. sour smell mm-hmm. that comes from, <laughs> what is that? So just yeah. rub those little piggies and they could be like, oh, I don't want to take a shower. That's fine. Give, give me your feet. Yeah. We're rubbing some Lumi, that cream, just a little bit, all you need, all these spaces, everywhere. In between the thighs. Yep. Under boob. Yep. I get it like lower on my armpit. Like yeah. it's the space between my armpit and my boob that mm-hmm. it's just everywhere. You can put just, it there. It yeah. blocks odor all day, controls odor for up to 72 hours. It is paraben free. It's proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. Lumi starter pack is perfect. You're going to love it. They have a deal as a special offer for listeners. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code BRAINCANDY5 at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code BRAINCANDY5. And that starter pack is like a bar, cream, wipes. So you can try all the different like applications and you'll see what we're talking about. And this is good because you don't want to be using the same one on your armpits that you're using on your butt. Yeah. You get one for every area. Yeah. Alrighty. As you were. Um, okay. We talked about that. We talked about gender spaces. Oh, this is interesting. Turns out, uh, there is something strange going on with wildflowers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I smell trouble. Yeah. Well, smell is funny you say that. Uh, flowers are now smaller, produce less nectar, and are even being visited less often by insects like bees. Why? Yeah. So because, well, uh, obviously because of climate change and the lack of insect pollinators, there's been this big collapse in, well, kind of like the insect world. Like we have less insects than we need to pollinate. And as a result, what is 
happened is the flower <clears throat> populations are in not relying on bees as much to pollinate. They've changed the way that they pollinate hmm. and because they don't need to attract bees and insects as much, they're not spending as much energy making brightly colored flowers. Instead, they're using a different kind of pollination called mm, 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 uh, selfing. <laughs> no. Oh! <laughs> they're, they're having solitary sex? Oh my God. Did we just make this full circle somehow connect? We How? should call masturbation pollination. Yeah, because that's called selfing. Nicer. So pollination selfing. by oh. insects is the most common form of plant pollination. We know that one. And over 80% of all populations of, or 80% of flowering plant species rely on bees or moths or other insects to fertilize their seeds. But now what they're doing is this self-fertilizing where they are like, basically selfing. That's exactly what they're calling it. They, Oh my God. They just like release their own mm, pollen and the flowers next door get it. There were four, I'm not four populations of field pansies growing near Paris, France were compared to those grown in a laboratory from seeds collected between 1992 and 2001 and they compared them and using genetic analysis and behavioral tests with pollinators, uh, they observed the appearance of the flowers smaller. They were 10% smaller, produced 20% less nectar and were less visible or less visited by pollinators than plants grown from the older seeds. I feel like they should rethink this then. What do you mean? I think the flowers are, you know, giving up. Well, yeah. Well, this is what they're saying. Is, they're like is incels. Really dangerous in a way that it's very dangerous that they're doing it because this creates this like death spiral of... Right. Because what happens is the rapid change of the plants is because of the decline in the insect population. And now they think that this cycle could then cause the plants to produce ne- less nectar, which then gives the insects less stuff to eat, which then kills more of the insect population, causing further decline. Bad, bad, this bad. This is not good. They're no, incels. No, it's very bad. These flowers are like living in their parents' yeah. basements. Yes. And they're like, you know what? We Watching flower porn. Nobody's coming anymore. Do you think flower porn is like those, you know, those things that you blow on and make a wish? Oh, what yeah, like dandelions. Yeah, and then like they, the they lose all their petals, balls. and then yeah, they're like naked. They're like, yeah, do it slower. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think it's like like their striptease is like when they're coming out of yeah, the bud? Totally, and they're like they're blooming. Yeah, when the sun comes out, shake it. Yeah, totally. That's what it looks like. Flowers, they're giving up. They should go on flower tinder. And it does make me feel even worse about picking the wildflowers. I Man. really can't. Like, we really can't. They really do need them. Like, I get it. They're so pretty, though. I know. They sure are. I went to, when we were in <laughs> Mexico, I was walking along the beach, and 
you know, the, one of the beaches we went to had no shells and this other beach we go to had a bunch of shells. And I was like, oh, look, this one, you know, I made a comment on how the beach originally, the first one had none. And I can't believe there are no shells at this beach. And so the new beach, Eli's like, oh, you want to take, are you going to like find one? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're spooked. I am, I, I have, I am a leave only footprints, take only memories. Leave no trace. Like I, I have crossed over because now I think this is some little animal's home. So instead I just I mean, picked up trash. I think that's good. It is good. It's hard it's to the, resist. It is, it is good, but it feels like saying goodbye. Like I have to grieve this like Your thing hobby. <laughs> that I, it was like, we've even talked about this on the podcast, how there's a thing that little girls go through where they collect like little rocks and mm. They, they, there's like a phase of life where they do this. It's usually around like five, six, seven, eight, but well, I never grew out of it. And that, like, I just love, it brought me a lot of like feelings of comfort of like, here's my little rock collection or something. Yeah. And now I'm like, well. Yeah. Well, I guess it would be like home. gatherers, right? This is the yeah supposed. Like I've grown out of that. This is probably like one step closer to death or something like that. Like giving up. <laughs> That's my, the spirit. Like something. Like Boy, that. 2024. It took a dark <laughs> turn already. <laughs> Gosh. One step no, closer No, maybe it's to like death. understanding that like I, it's not all about me. It's not about collecting it for me that somebody else needs this. And well, because you're still be enjoying little, them. You're just like I am. taking them. I'm not getting the pleasure out of taking it, but I am enjoying looking at them. I suppose. I'm enjoying looking at my cats eat all their smalls cat food. It was very cute. That picture you posted of Adam with the cat. Can you believe? I mean, they Adorbs. are very affectionate now. And it is a development since we got smalls. I don't know if it's causation, but it is correlation. Mm-hmm. And it's so I mean, wouldn't because- you? Wouldn't you like, like, imagine this. You have right. a friend who every single day shows up to feed you. And all yeah. of a sudden... It got Instead real good. of getting like ugh. pretzels. Yeah. Now you get gourmet meat. You get bird. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're lucky. They're lucky cats and yours can be too because Smalls makes human grade, wonderful cat food that does not smell, which is some kind of miracle. And they donate to help other cats eat as well. It's 2024. Are you still feeding your darn cats kibble? Head to yeah, smalls.com slash brain candy and use promo code brain candy at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use our code brain candy for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code brain candy for 50% off your first order yes. plus free shipping. Yes. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, wildflowers, uh, don't pick them, but they are changing and maybe we're going to see more things evolve too. Right. Know. It's response to, survive. to climate change. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty scary. It's very Darwinian. Um, this is kind of in line with that. Uh, I read another article in The Independent that is about how there is a new AI that has been developed that can predict people's time of death with a high degree of accuracy. Hmm. 11% I'm not better than all other models that they've used. This is where the 11% came from. Yes. I mean, that's what actuaries do. I don't know what that word is. Those are those people that are like 
often mocked for having a boring job, kind of like accountants, but their job is to like put all this data in like about risk people's management, lives. risk yeah, assessment for insurance okay. companies. Yeah, that was that guy. Uh, uh, along came Polly, Ben Stiller's character. <laughs> he was an actuary. Yeah, God, that guy Something gives me like anxiety that. whenever I see him. In why? Am I? Is it Ben Stiller? Yes. Meet the parent. Meet the fuckers. Meet the parents. What about him though? He's always doing the wrong thing. It's always like <laughs> bad, bad. Like I just, I'm just like, this is the worst case. It's always like, get the your worst. life together. Yeah, like do don't go salsa dancing at a Peruvian restaurant, or whatever, and eat spicy food if you got tummy troubles. Wow, it gives you like, anxiety. Yes, Most I'm not just just thinking kind of funny. I don't. I I am too empathetic because I just imagine what he's. I it's like too related. Ben Stiller to you. movies really really stress me out <laughs> so i'm like this I can is see that this is no and and there's never like a happy resolution it feels like it's just like oh more anxiety life of more anxiety wait a minute are we able to use this ai and find out when we're gonna die i i that's a good question i don't know and i don't know how they are using it it's the company from denmark and they say that this is the part that really made me feel like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> they made a big stink in the article, or and they, they to or it seemed like they went out of their way to warn that there are ethical issues surrounding the use of it, such as protecting sensitive data. And they stress that this, they say clearly our model should not be used by an insurance company because the whole idea of insurance is that by sharing the lack of knowledge of who is going to be the unlucky person struck by some incident or death or losing your backpack, we can kind of share this burden that insurance companies are built. The whole system is built on this unpredictability of, of, who is going to be the one to draw the I think they're referring straw. to health insurance because life insurance is built on oh, them. Yeah, health you know, insurance. Yeah, they must be talking about, and I would agree. It says, however, scientists caution that this model should not be used by life insurance firms due to ethical concerns. That's what they're already doing. Why do you think you have to say whether you smoke or not? Or whether you right. skydive or right. whatever. That's how they determine your rates. And- it feels like, yeah, fucking right. This thing was built for insurance companies. Don't of say course. clearly. Anytime you say, well, clearly it should be for that. My mind is like, clearly that's the best thing that it should be used for. And you're trying to find some backdoor way to do this. Yeah, they're definitely going to do it because they are really upset right now, insurance companies, because they are losing money out the wazoo because of climate change. Oh yeah. Because a lot of people bought, you know, let's say you bought a house insurance 20 years ago. Yeah. And (gasps) now risks are so much greater, but you know, you already have the house and the insurance and all that. And so like they keep having to pay out all this money because the rains keep on coming. Right. The number, they say that like the number of, of category, like, I don't know, three and above storms we have has, has, I don't know how many times it's gone up, but a fuck ton. And yeah, I didn't fires, think about insurance companies. Storms. Like everybody. Yeah, they're not happy. So they're like, oh, great. A, a robot will tell me when all these losers are going to die? Oh yes, my please. Gosh. 
I I think about that and I'm like, what on earth could they be looking at that would tell them when I'm going to die? Because they don't know about cautious adventure, about, about what did you, uh, what did you call it? Controlled aggression. <laughs> right. Right. They don't know about that. Like I, I'm, I'm doing risky things, but in the safest way. So some would argue that I'm safer than somebody who's just like walking around. Like Whoa. when's the last time you filled out the life insurance thing? Do you have life insurance? Uh-uh. Get out of town. I guess that makes uh, sense. You don't have kids or anything, so. No. What are like what what's going to happen to me? Okay. Well, if you ever get it, I mean, I think they do I, ask, I think like, I had you go it skiing. maybe. Maybe did I do you think I had it when I was married? Maybe I do have it just landed. No, remember you were denied it because um, Yes, I was. You're a celebrity. That was the dumbest thing I ever heard my whole fucking <laughs> I was not life. denied it, okay? So it so dumb. They're it like, hurts no, both ways. Somebody might be more likely to sue you if you, I'm like, who do you think I am? They actually, I'll never forget. They used the example. Well, somebody would be more likely if, if somebody rear-ended Leonardo DiCaprio, they'd be, I was like, do you think that I'm like Leo, Leo, You're do like, you think that we're the, we're the same? I mean, <laughs> uh, we are not. <laughs> but they do ask about your hobbies and activities. And I think that they will not like yours. No. So. Now that I've taken up kite surfing too. Like, and that you can't even pretend like it's not true because of right. this whole dog right. and pony show. I know. <laughs> it's like, don't look at my Instagram. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, they talked a lot about my time on TV. Are you going to go back? Like they kept saying, are you going back? Or are you done with Stop that? Stop it. What yeah. else? Like um, they just say, like so if you any participate in rap, it, wow, high risk. Yeah. Cause I, they I'll are. say that next time, next time they call me to do a show, I'll be like, I can't life insurance too high risk. I can't. I, yeah. Like your premium would go up. My premium will go up for life insurance. So I can't. Although it's like, if you already have it, you're good to go. It doesn't change. So suckers, but you, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm not doing that. If yeah. you do get it, can I be your beneficiary? Sure. Why not? Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> I am your longest relationship. I know. This will be fine. I mean, like, you've done the most <laughs> to help support I this I deserve life. it. Do you, you know. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Do you think you're the per- you're kind of person who would want to know? Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't want to know? No. When you're dying? No. Why? Uh, I'm good. I'm just going to keep L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> you know? For real? I Because I, I don't think that I would be able to... I think I'd be seeking pleasure over an, over enjoyment if I were... If I knew my expiration hmm. date. That's Because I'd be too distracted by the fact that it was... What if it was 95? Oh, maybe you're right. Fuck. You know what I mean? I know. We did this. We had the same debate when we read the, yeah. the book. What was that book called? The Arrival, The String, The... The Box, the gift, The Box, The Gift. The Gift? Maybe. It's a book about... A so fictional good. book about how yes. one day everyone on earth received a box and inside it was a string. And the length of the string was correlated with yes. the length of your life. Yes. 
The measure. The measure. Because that was yes. the measure of the length of your life. Yes. Oh, I get goosebumps. did make you think about that. Would I want to know? Would I want to look at the string? Would I want to yeah. know if I'm going to die tomorrow? Or Would and- this make a difference in who I partner up with? Who I have kids with? Yeah. But I would like to know. It says it's only 11% better than the models that already exist. So if the models that already exist can only predict, they didn't give me an actual certainty. They didn't give any of those no. numbers. They and and anytime that things say like this was one of the things that I really benefited benefited from when I was in like research methods and statistics in school that when something says 11% better than the previous model, that's only 11% better than whatever that number is. It doesn't mean that it is 11 actually 11%. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's like a smaller. So, but it for, if you're small. an insurance company, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah, it 11%. did say, yes, absolutely. And it did say that it was e- extremely accurate on predicting personality traits, which that I believe even more. You could tell my whole fucking personality from very little data. <laughs> Yeah, you don't really obscure it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, out there. It's out there. So literally on my shirt. Well, I I love that they're like, but hey, insurance companies don't use it. That's anytime an AI or tech company like ends the article with, don't worry, we're not going to do anything bad. I instantly think they're nefarious enough to no good. Absolutely. And, and so far, I've been pretty fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've learned a thing or two. Yeah. History shows. So, yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, there you go. What did we learn today? We learned the difference between pleasure and enjoyment, which yes. I thought was helpful. I do find it funny that you are, are like starting to use baby talk. Maybe that oh means God. you need a dog. I've said this. Eli's not. Or what it about is, the cat? Listen, idea. I was so close to. I wasn't so close. I tried <laughs> my darnest to talk Eli into getting a street dog from Mexico. I was like, wow. look at that one. And there was one that was. Eli was like, why do you. Like, what about just like a, a, a rescue from the States? I'm like, nope, different. You know why? Because look at all these dogs. Every single dog out on the street, no leash, sitting right next to their owner at dinner. Mm. I was like, you think any dog in the United States, they're born knowing how to do this, that they Mm -hmm. just go, oh, that's my person. I said, this one dog was the cutest thing I ever saw. And it looks like a puppy. And I was like, that dog is so good for a puppy. I can't even believe it. And Eli goes, that's got to be a grown-up dog. This dog looked like it was six months old, five years old. Aw. I'm like, oh, I'm going to kidnap that dog. (gasps) What about the, the idea of a cat? You toyed with that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I should do that. We should get one. That would Eli really should get me a nice. cat for my birthday. Yeah, because you know how you have a big surgery coming up? Yeah, I do. After that, I think it would be so nice if you had a little cuddle partner. I need one. A little I fur I should ball. get a cat. It's been too long. A nice I need a cat right cat. now. Whoa, this really good. <laughs> from zero to 100. Wow. <laughs> now I'll die if I don't. I don't mean to be dramatic, but I will die if I don't have a cat. <laughs> what just happened in your brain? I just realized how important that is what I need one to cuddle with for after yes. that. And I need one, like, what if I can never have a baby ever? Then I need a cat. 
Absolutely. What do you think these cat ladies are all about? Oh, uh-huh. I get it. And there's a reason why they seem real happy. It's because it's yeah. great. Yeah. And you can still go on trips. Yeah, take my care. uterus, but give me a cat. <laughs> yeah, it's the least you can get. It's the least I could get. Yeah. Exactly. I do think you would be so happy. I will be. I'm getting a cat. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. It's fun. Okay, good. Okay. And we also talked about wildflowers and how they're in cells and weird. Yep. And, not so and wild anymore. How, uh, some therapists called it. Solo sex. Solitary sex. Solitary sex is funnier than solo sex. Solo sex, I imagine somebody just humping a like like American pie. Like you're just humping. Solitary is like prison. (laughs) (laughs) Solitary confinement. Just go masturbating. Be normal. Please. Please. And then, you know, Sarah's decided to let things be left alone. Leave no trace. Leave no trace. We should all I'm be. Grow, happy I'm about grown that. up. I'm grown up. I do think we've grown so much on this show over eight we years, really both have. of us. So cool. We really, really have. Yeah. Settling Onward into and my upward. old, witchy, childless, cat loving, childless stuff. ways. Yeah, just like cool she's this. settling into it. Yeah. All right. Gray hair is growing. Glad you're here for this journey. Yes. We'll, we'll see, see you next time. time. Bye. Bye.